right, welcome into the backyard spiral. Last week we we did something different. We brought you guys a uh top five list of NBA or NFL players uh all time. So we've got some catching up to do uh in terms of uh happenings in college football and pro football, obviously other sports as well that we'll talk about. Um, so we're gonna start off talking about the big developments over the last couple of weeks, obviously in college football, some really big games. Um, obviously I'm a Washington fan. We had, we had a, a couple big, uh, big results. Uh, Dodge, you're a Ohio state Buckeyes fan. Similarly for you, some huge games, big games exactly. in the NFL. Uh, I think I want to actually start off that if you don't mind with, um, some cricket stuff, cause, uh, some crazy results happened, uh, since we've, since we've spoken. So, um, obviously, you know, we talked with uh, such a, a couple weeks ago about the, the Cricket World Cup happening. Um, I've been following it a little bit um, and I can pull up the standings here. But the couple matches that I saw that that were that intrigued me, um, first of all, the India team looks dominant like they they've been doing. They've just been killing it in all their all their matches. They obviously there was a there was a big matchup between India and Pakistan and uh, uh, Pakistan lost that one pretty bad. India won by a pretty big score. Um, I think a lot of fans, even in the in the stands, because it's happening in India, they were saying you know they wanted it to be a more competitive uh, matchup. Obviously, that's one of the biggest rivalries in sports, um, but that didn't go down very well. And then a shocking result happened. Um, so Afghanistan has a cricket team, but they're not his, they're certainly not a historic power, right? Yeah. Like, like Pakistan is one of the greatest, one of the best teams, um, in, in world cricket ever. Um, but they, Pakistan ended up losing their last match to Afghanistan and they only gave up Pakistan or Afghanistan only gave up two wickets. So basically, Pakistan was only able to get two outs. This was like a shocking result. Oh, yeah. Big, big news in the cricket world. Um, so I, I think, you know, it'll be cool to see who gets into the finals. Obviously, I think India is pretty much a favorite to get in. Um, other teams have looked good, you know, but no one else has looked as dominant as they have. Uh, the other side of the bracket, like who else gets in will be interesting, but I'm, I'm pretty sure India is probably going to get into the final. Um, yeah. they, they've looked dominant. Have you been following it at all? I've looked into a, kind of like you said, like a few, uh, final scores and stuff, but I'm not really sure who the favorites are and all that. I've just kind of been following what Saj said in the previous episode that we recorded. So just kind of following his tips and tricks, but, um, India's hosting, right? So yep. they're also the host and they're the favorite. Yeah. Okay. So that's a kind of like he mentioned a really big advantage. So I can see them going into the finals, like you said. So it'll be a them versus whoever comes up from the other side. So that'll be fun to see. Yeah, we'll keep watching, um, keeping tabs on the scores. Um, obviously, uh, we're both huge football fans. Um, some big results. How about you talk to, talk to me about um, how you're feeling about your Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah. So right now I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we had number seven Penn State coming into Columbus and they're a really good team. They just, they have a really good defense. They gave um, Common Court a lot of pressure. He was, felt like he was always on the run. And one thing that he, 
led us to the win was he always found Marvin Harrison on the run. And Marvin Harrison is that guy where it's like, dog, man, he's that guy where you can just hit him on like a five-yard slant, five-yard out, whatever it may be, a super short pass. He'll just break three, four tackles, take it to the house. So that was a big advantage for us. And I also want to shout out our tight end, Cade Stover. He balled out that game, and he's a really good block guy for us. He's a really good catcher for us, and he played a really huge role in that game as well. But um, the Penn State offense just wasn't able to get anything going at all. Drew Aller looked really unexperienced. He was missing a lot of guys wide open. They had to rely on turnovers to be the main reason that they got in their red zone. So Ohio State looked great on offense at the beginning, but like I said, with Marvin Harrison, we're going to put up those points. So hopefully we can keep it going, but um, I'm feeling pretty good about getting into the college football playoff, but it now it's just down to the big game coming at the end of next month with Michigan. So I'm, that's going to be a really good one with um, Michigan playing how they are and us playing how we are. Yeah, I think I think for you and for the rest of the Big Ten, um, or, or I guess for the rest of Ohio State fans, you should really be wanting Penn State to beat Michigan when they play. I think they, they play them in a couple weeks, right? Coming up really soon. Well, I think it's early November. So, so you should really be you should really be hoping for Penn State to win, although I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think yet. Michigan's Michigan's the class of that conference right now. Um, they play November 11th. So, okay, you know, if because, you know, Michigan loses to Penn State, then even possibly if Michigan lose or if Michigan beats Ohio State um, later on in the season, that won't necessarily be a nail in the coffin for your playoff chances. Um, but right now there, like, there are a lot of really good teams that don't have a loss yet. Uh, obviously Georgia's out there, Michigan, um, Ohio state, Florida state, Oklahoma as well. Is Oklahoma still undefeated? Yeah. Oklahoma. And then us, obviously Washington, your boys. Yeah. Uh, we similarly, I think we had, uh, a really big game here at home. We had. We had we played Oregon. Uh, it, both teams were undefeated at the time. We won that game, and then the next week after that, we played Arizona State at home. And I was like, "God damn it, this is a perfect <laughs> trap game." Because like you know, you 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 go up against a a, a really big matchup, national TV, exactly. national attention, and then it's like they they are just college kids, right? So like I was like, they're gonna. <laughs> They're going to lose this game because it happens all the time where like we lose to one of the Arizona schools, but we were able to pull it off defensively. It was a, a really good game for us. Uh, so we we managed to stay undefeated. I think as far as the rest of how college football, uh, how how college football uh, is going to play out, play out this year, I think is that the SEC, te- SEC is going to get one team in. They're going to get Georgia in. Um especially as long as they're undefeated. Um, so I got the SEC getting one team in. The Big Ten will probably get one team in, especially if Michigan beats Ohio State, because then it's like, you know, three years in a row, Michigan's yeah. beaten Ohio State. I don't I don't think you want Ohio State in the playoffs at that point, right? It doesn't really make sense. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, Florida State. Um, if they can, if they can remain undefeated, 
Um, and then Washington, I think Washington probably has the toughest road ahead in terms of the schedule. Uh, cause we still have to play Utah. Um, yeah, they just beat, uh, SC actually, hold on. Let me, let me pull up our schedule here. Cause we play SC and they, and they lost two. they lost two games now, but, but you know, they can, they can still win. Although I feel a little bit better about that game. That's that, that. Uh, we're going to be playing USC November 4th. And then after that, uh, things get very dicey for us. So next week we play, or this upcoming weekend, we play Stanford. And then the mm-hmm. four games after that are USC, Utah, Oregon State, and then Washington State. So all yeah. those, if we can get through those, then we have to play a Pac-12 championship game. Um, and then, you know, like if, if we get out of that schedule unscathed, even if, if we have one loss, I think you still have to consider us for a playoff spot. Um, but this is, this is an entertaining, uh, college football year. And then in the pros, crazy stuff's been happening too. Um, cause yeah, I, did you watch the game last night? Minnesota versus the Niners. Minnesota versus the Niners. It was great to see my boy Kirk Cousins go out there and get that win, especially without Justin Jefferson. The um, shout out to Jordan Addison. He's been really balling out for them. He has like seven touchdowns only behind Tyreek Hill, which that's another thing to talk about. Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins, they've been balling out, but they just took a loss Sunday. So we'll see how they go from there. But it's kind of cool to see. I feel like just with the NCAA, there's a lot more teams in the NFL that are more contenders too because it's usually like this team's going to go all the way the Niners who were undefeated just took back-to-back losses the Eagles aren't looking so um, I think the Eagles are looking I think the Eagles are looking great I think they just beat up on Miami Um, Jalen Hurts has been throwing a lot of interceptions this year Mm -hmm. which I think he's thrown as many interceptions up to this point this year that he did all of last season. So that's something to consider, keep in mind going forward. But I think they're probably the cream of the crop in the NFC. I I trust them a little bit more than the Niners because of their quarterback situation. Yeah. Brock Purdy, you know, obviously they were missing Debo Samuel. And so I think that really hurt Brock Purdy's game. And exactly, I think yeah. it, it hurt their whole offense a lot versus just a more veteran quarterback. I don't want to hate on Brock Purdy and say he doesn't have it because I think he does. But he's I mean, young, yeah. he, he's young. But I think with with someone like Kirk Cousins, who who constantly gets like tagged as mediocre or whatever. Right. It's like, hey, say yeah. what you're going to say. But he's been balling out all season long. And last game. He was without, or the last couple games, he's been without, you know, Justin Jefferson, and he's still been balling out. So you got to give someone like that credit, right? I don't know if Brock Purdy's at that point in his career right now, where if you take away one or two of his best or better weapons, that he's going to be able to kind of overcome that. Mm, so I yeah. think that's going to be a problem for them. Out of yeah. the AFC, the Chiefs are looking good. So I think those are probably my two favorite teams emerging right now i don't know how how you are kind of feeling about that yeah so going uh look at the Bengals. we 
obviously had that horrible start where Joe wasn't looking like himself. Jamar wasn't getting the ball at all. And we were just getting beat down by teams like the Titans, and it just wasn't looking great. We had two pretty solid back-to-back wins. We beat the Cardinals on the road, 34-20, which was pretty big. And we beat your boys in a really close one, uh, 17-13, where, honestly, you guys didn't even play that bad. You had four red zone appearances, but you were only able to get three points off them. So that's kind of what hurt you guys. But, uh, yeah, so I think going forward, though, I still think – this might be a hot take, but I still think the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. We have a really tough division this year with the Ravens who are balling out right now. Even the Steelers are at 4-2, who I don't even think they're that great of a team. But that boy, TJ Watt, man, he's been – he's seems like the reason that they're scoring touchdowns, which is wild. But the looking at the Bengals' upcoming schedule, we have a tough, tough go here. We got the 49ers this week, so that'll be – a crazy competitive game we got the bills next week and then did you guys just have a bye this week we we did have the bye so our our last game was against you guys i think that that helps you guys out because i think if joe you know with that additional week off can start getting to be joe yeah you're as good as any team um you know in the afc maybe outside of um the Chiefs, who I do think, because even their defense this year stepping up. Yeah, so. Chiefs playing to a, on a different level. I fully agree. Travis Kelsey's been balling out again, like 100-plus yards a game. And balling. obviously, Patrick's going to do Patrick stuff. And kind of like you mentioned, they just have that complementary defense where if the offense does make a mistake here, their throws an interception, stopped on fourth down, or whatever it may be, the defense steps up and they just do their thing. Yep. So it's going to be exciting to to see uh the rest of the the rest of the season play out. Um obviously we can touch a little bit on baseball as well. Uh really yeah. big things happening. So obviously we haven't we haven't covered in detail a lot of baseball this year. Um but I do want to touch on the ALCS and the NLCS. Uh so the the uh championship series in each of the leagues, American League and uh, the National League, both of them ended up being seven game series. That's crazy. Um, yeah, the last night was the conclusion of the ALCS. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had the Texas Rangers going up against the Houston Astros. Um, Houston was defending champs coming into the season, so they they won the World Series last year. Um, obviously made it all the way back to the, the ALCS this year. Um, and I thought they were going to win, um, because I think they have better pitching and I think pitching really matters in the playoffs, but, um, I don't know if you saw the game yesterday, but it was like the, the Rangers kind of just started hitting just right off the bat. You know, it was like the first three innings they put up, I think, um, four runs, something like that. Um, they didn't yeah. even get good pitching yesterday. They 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 trotted um uh Max Scherzer out there and he got he got hit bad, but they were able to overcome that. So they punched their ticket to the World Series. Um the NLCS game seven is actually going on right now. Yeah, um, I was looking at that. It's in the we're in we're headed into the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh obviously the game's in Philadelphia. Score is 1-1. So I have Philly as the favorite in this game, but, you know, a 1-1 game headed into 
the bottom of the fourth, when you start getting into the sixth inning, you you start going to your bullpen a lot of times uh, in in baseball. Fifth inning, sixth sixth inning onwards is really going to come down to how your bullpen's able to pitch. Um, and sometimes it's just a matter of luck, you know. With a home run, if a, if if a pitcher throws a bad pitch over the plate, anybody in the league uh, or anybody in the majors can connect and hit a home run, and that instantly changes. Um, the the outlook of a game, especially one where there hasn't been a lot of hitting and there hasn't been a, a lot of runs driven in. So um, we'll see how this game goes. Um, obviously going to be following it. It'll be interesting in the World Series, whoever wins this game, how those two teams match up. Um, now, having covered all that, I want to get to your area of expertise and, and, and the thing you love. So uh, tonight is opening day of the NBA season. So talk me Huge. through uh, the NBA a little bit, what you're looking forward to. Yeah, so it's an exciting opening day for the NBA is always big because you get to see all the stars come back, all the new teams, and most importantly, all the new trades that were um, acquired in the offseason. So obviously we're going to see like familiar faces in new places like Dame, Bradley Beal, guys of that stature. And right now actually um, – we have the Lakers game going on, and last I checked, it was at half. So, we're, so, so right now, it's actually the third quarter, scores 69-80, and kind of what you expect. We got Anthony Davis has actually really been balling out, and I think he's going to be, if they do make a deep run this season, I think Anthony Davis is going to have to be that guy. He's going to have to be the best player on the team. He's got 17 points right now, and they got – Really good complimentary pieces, too. Guys like D'Angelo Russell are playing well. Guys like Rui Hachimara are playing well. So we'll just see how it goes from there. And looking at the Nuggets side, what you expect with uh, Jokic has 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. Looks like he's going to secure, if he keeps this up, another or close to a triple-double. But it's... It's going to be exciting to see what happens, but um, looking forward to tomorrow is when the game I'm really looking out for, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to be taking on the Brooklyn Nets, and I hope that we can just start the season off right. Hopefully our new pieces, we got Max Struess in the offseason, and he's going to be starting for us. So I hope he continues where he left off with that Heat Finals run. And we just got to stack those wins early, and I hope Donovan Mitchell can do his thing. But it's going to be very competitive, like we said in the East. There's a lot of good teams. It's really anybody's game with the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat. So I just hope we're up there and at least contending, which I have a lot of hope this season for a lot of guys. We're a pretty young team, so I just hope we can take a lot of those big steps. But yeah, so kind of what are you looking out for as the season approaches? Yeah, I think um, in the West, uh, obviously uh, the the Suns made an addition this offseason to Bradley Beal. I don't think that's going to make much of a difference. They didn't need an additional score. They got a 6-3, 6-4, two guard. Uh, they already have a better version of them in Devin Booker. So I don't know how much of a difference that's yeah. going to make. The Chris Paul to um, Golden State thing, I don't think makes a difference. Just because I love Chris Paul, but he's he's getting way up there in age. And we've seen the past few years, he gets into the playoffs and he can't remain healthy. Um, you know, obviously this year, maybe the, some of the pressure is going to be taken off of him. So hopefully he's a little bit healthier, but I think the two teams 
that are going to emerge on, on the on, in, in the Western Conference are going to be the Lakers and the Nuggets. But I think the Nuggets are the much better team at the end of the day. Yeah. I think they're going to go. Uh, they're they're my favorite to win the championship again this year. I don't know if, how how you feel about who the who the title favorites are this year. I think you kind of got to go with the Nuggets. They're returning a lot of guys, and I and we both always talk about this quite a bit, and we agree that right now you can't overlook the Joker. He's playing as good at, and better than anybody else you can think of. So when they got that guy on the team and he's just doing what he needs to do with the passes, the rebounds, the assists, and just filling every role and need that team needs, I think it's also the Nuggets. I don't really want them to win. I want the Lakers to come out of the West, but – Kind of like we said, with the Nuggets and how tough it is, I think if I was betting, I think I'd bet on the Nuggets. Yeah, I got the Nuggets. Um, in the East, I think I'm going to ride with the Bucks because I think if if other things are close to equal, the team with the best player in a series has the advantage. And I think Giannis is the best player. Um, I think he's 1A as the best player in the league. Exactly. I, right now I give the edge obviously to, to Jokic um, until someone else can prove otherwise against him in, in, in the playoffs. But um, Giannis has proven he can do it. He can win a title. Um, they, they got what they needed with Dame. So I think they're the favorite, but I think the two teams that are like under the radar this year that I'm going to be excited for are the Oklahoma city thunder Mm, that's a good one. 19. Which should have been the Seattle Sonics. Um <laughs> but I think um I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is gonna solidify himself as a top ten player this year, maybe even take that next leap into the top five. Um and they have interesting pieces around him. Obviously, Chet Holmgren, uh the the number one overall pick last year didn't get the play. Um so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he can be uh, pretty good for them, especially defensively in terms of blocking shots. Um, so I, I like them, and then I, I am intrigued by um, Victor Wembanyama. So I'm gonna yeah. be watching some Spurs basketball. But I think Victor, he he was balling out this preseason. So like, <laughs> you know, obviously I think some of the like, I don't think he's gonna be, you know, when when he has to go up against like the the Jokic's, the Embiid's of the world. Like, obviously, I think, you know, his his body isn't going to be built for that just yet. But for teams without an elite big man or someone who can at least, you know, body him up down low in the paint or whatever, I think he's going to be he's, – he's going to get his. So I think he might lead the league in blocks this year. I'm interested to see him play. Yeah. I'm really rooting for him, man. I – kind of like you said, he's just such like a versatile player that I hope he has so much success. Like, and especially a year under pop or however long he has with him. I think that's going to help him so much to grow and mature and just get better with the NBA. But you were kind of talking about kind of like the sleeper teams. And one team that I have my eye on is the Dallas Mavericks. I think last year when they acquired Kyrie, they just weren't too ready for him. They kind of just threw him in there with the, Luca and kind of expected it to work and I'm not saying that they're going to the Western Conference Finals or anything but I think that they're going to play well and I just think Luca and Kyrie are just going to mesh well together they're two scorers who can score out will and for some reason I don't know I just got that feeling that the Dallas Mavericks are going to ball up this year all right I here's my 
question about this take, right? Yeah. When you say they're going to do well, what does that mean? Because I don't, do you think they're going to make noise in the playoffs? Do you think they could win a playoff series? Or do you think they're yeah. going to get into the playoffs? Because they, they missed the playoffs last year, right? Exactly. So, And that was, I can't remember. Did they miss the play-in tournament bullshit with like the eight, with the, with the 10? So they, they, they weren't even one of the 10 best teams on in, in mm-hmm. the West last year so they even missed they actually got right. worse when they added Kyrie when right. Kyrie joined they were the eighth seed and they ended up finishing like out like 13th like so yeah so they didn't even get to chance for a fight they got worse with Kyrie so last season so what do you think would be a successful season for them for them so I think kind of like you said last year they were pretty bad they got worse i'm i'm just hoping that they can mesh together they can score more points and to do that i think they can get like a decent regular season run i can see them as like a four five ah, oh four's a bit how four's a bit high four's a bit high. maybe five six seed and upsetting somebody in the playoffs so i can see them winning a playoff series. oh when you got guys like Kyrie i can see Luka, them i, I can see can them score. all right i think they're gonna make the playoffs this year but I think if they make it, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. Okay, so I think they're going to be like seven, eight, nine, ten seed. Okay, I don't see any upsets. I don't think they're built for because the... I think if you start counting the teams, you said like fifth, fifth, fifth seed possible for them. I'd right? go with fifth. I'd go with fifth. Yes. All right, I got the Nuggets. Right. Let's just start counting some teams. I got yeah. the Nuggets as the number one seed. Right. I got the Lakers way up there, to second or third seed. Right. The depending on depending on health and how much they want to rest LeBron stuff like that. Um, I got the Suns. They're going to be a good team again, second, third, possibly fourth. Right? Then you still have teams like the Clippers, who I think are going to be way up there. I think if if Kawhi can stay healthy, he doesn't need to play every game. Doesn't he? he if he can play 65 plus games, I think they're a top four seed. That's a win. I think Russell Westbrook's an absolute dog, plays every night. Um, they still got PG. So they're a good team. I really like the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they got something. So that's already what five or six teams right there, right? Yeah. And then you have like is uh for for example, uh, um New Orleans, right? If uh if um the big man, what the hell's his name? Zion can stay um, healthy. Yep. Right? You still and got, got the Ingram Warriors. Too. And they got Ingram. You still got the I'm Warriors. I'm not too big on there. the Warriors. I'm not big, but I think they can make the playoffs. But the team that I haven't, Sacramento. I think Sacramento is yep. a really good squad, right? So, like, now you're at, like, six, seven, eight teams that I think are clearly better than the Mavs, right? Because I think, I think Kyrie is just not a good person if all right, if I'm just talking basketball, right? Yes, he's a liability defensively, and Luca's a liability defensively, right? And they're both ball dominant scores, so they're not like they're not like some of the most efficient scores in the league, where it's like you know two dribbles, two dribble shot in catch and shoot three in right or like quick post up. Mm-hmm. They're not. I think um, Luca's Luca's a great passer of the basketball, but again, he's not like he. There are different types of great passers, right? There's like a guy who's going to dribble, 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 
hold on to it, find the open man. But then there's those guys who like have eyes in the back of their head where it's like one, like Jokic, right? Like Jokic will just like one touch a ball sometimes, right? Or like, like grab it, no look, no hesitation, dump it inside. So Luca can't really, hasn't proven to do that yet. And he doesn't necessarily have the, the pieces around him to do that. So I think they're a liability defensively. They're both ball dominant scores and they need the basketball in their hands. And they're both kind they're kind of I'm I'm gonna say it like it is, man. They could be some some bitches on the floor, right? Right. Like <laughs> when we're talking about they keep um crying about calls. Um they get way too many technical fouls. Kyrie just kind of quits basketball sometimes. Kyrie, like he, he'll just like kind of leave. So mixed feelings I, about I'm him. not yeah. yeah, I hate Kyrie. I have no mixed feelings about him. I'm a fan only because you know he got us that championship. So I'll LeBron got you that championship. Forever grateful. Okay. He nah, was he, he was he was a big part of that team, but don't get it twisted. LeBron got you that ring. I'm saying he was a huge piece, but also kind of going, kind of going into the reasoning that I'm picking the Mavericks is like I said, they did worse when they added Kyrie last year. But like I said, that was last year. They still I got think him. That, yeah. Yeah, but they had that <laughs> offseason. They had the time to build that chemistry. And look at the other teams that you mentioned. You've got teams like the Golden State Warriors who just threw in Chris Paul to their starting lineup. And that's bumping Clay to the three. Do you know how hard it's going to be for Clay to go up against guys like Kwai, like Braun, and the bigger stature than him? How's he going to well, guard them in the he, How's he So gonna he's playing. All right. So he's, he's starting today at the three, right? Yes. I think eventually what they should do is bring Chris Paul off the bench. Fully agree. Right. Mm-hmm. I and and the reason I think they should bring Chris Paul and not um uh not Clay off the bench, right? So obviously Steph's gonna Steph's gonna start in the backcourt. Um but I think along with him I would want Clay because Clay's a, a spot up shooter who can move without the basketball, right? So like I don't want to change anything about that dynamic. So I think you have to play Clay and Steph together because it's like, yo, that's what's brought you all this success, right? Why would you change it now? Especially for Chris Paul, who hasn't won anything. But I think yep. what Chris Paul is going to help them do is like with that second lineup, they need a proven floor general ball handler that can that can then allow um, guys like Jonathan Kuminga and stuff like some room to free flow and some room to, to get easy baskets. So I think eventually that's, what's going to happen. I don't think Clay's going to be at the three, but I agree with you. If he's going to be playing the three, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Super tough matchups. And um, the other team I really want to mention that you pretty big on is the Phoenix suns. They obviously have that star studded starting lineup, but they, but they have zero depth. They got guys like, Damian Lee coming off the bench. They got Grace and Allen. What are they going to do during those deep minutes, those deep fourth quarters, or those runs or or long stretches where the players are tired, or even if somebody gets hurt? I want to say I'm not on the the Phoenix Suns at all. I think I think they're the most overrated team in the league. I think they Maybe have three players, okay. three players who all do the same thing, and they got nothing else behind them. They got. Okay. All right. Yusuf Nurkic, when he plays, he's he's good at rebounding and interior defense, but he doesn't play a lot. So um, I don't think they're going to have rebounding. I don't think they're going to have an interior presence. They don't, they're not even going to be good 
defensively on the perimeter. So, and they, like you said, they got no depth. So they're going to go as far as those three guys can shoot and score. Exactly. But again, it's only, there's only one basketball, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I think they can be, a, I think, I think they're better suited for the regular season. So I, I think they can be a two or three seed, especially because I think the other teams who are good, like the Lakers, like the Clippers, I think those teams are going to try to rest some of their older players a little bit more. Um, but when you get into the playoffs, I have no faith whatsoever in the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I, I fully agree. And yeah, obviously we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the season... It's going to be a first week to see how these teams play out, how these lineups play out. So I'm really excited about that. And we can go on and on about the NBA. I know you and I are big fans of it. Uh, but let's touch a little bit on our boys. We haven't talked about them too much in the last uh, or a um, few weeks that so they've been up to a lot. And that's the boys at Liverpool. And the standings look pretty similar to when we left. Tottenham Spurs are still hot. They're actually in the one spot right now. They're playing really well. They're still yet to lose a game which is pretty crazy. And then we got Man City at the two spot, Arsenal, and then we're coming in at the four right now. So hopefully we can just keep this stretch up of big games. Maintain. Exactly. We got to maintain. And we had a big win against Everton this past week. And our boy Mo Salah had both goals. So that was pretty huge. And well, it was the... a kind of, it was a kind of derby or something like that. Oh, it's, a, it's a huge rivalry game. They call them derbies okay? in, um, like I think an inner city rivalry in England is called okay, a derby. Okay. It, soccer fans don't kill me for that. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say we're both learning as we go. But yeah, so it's some pretty close ones at the bottom too. Like Newcastle, they had that horrible start, but they're starting to step up. Brighton, Aston Villa, and then there's just those teams. Man United still seems to be they're ass. It's not getting it. So we'll see if they can step it up. Or yeah, kind of like you said, they're just not doing so hot right now. But good to see Liverpool. <laughs> doing good as the season progresses and hopefully we can keep it up. I'm excited to watch this Liverpool season as well. Cause unlike our other sports, like NBA, like NFL, they, they're going to come and go in seasons. This Liverpool season started before the NFL even, and it's going right. to finish way after. Oh yeah. It's going to keep going. Sports. That's right. crazy. It's a, they get like a month off. So props to them for continuously playing. Yeah. Shout out. I'm excited for Liverpool. Um, I think they can continue to do a pretty good job this season. Finish in the top four, qualify for the championship uh Champions League for next year. I think that's that's my goal for, for our team. Yeah. So talking about the Champions League real quick. So say I'm a soccer player and say I play in the Premier League, how I want to win the Super Bowl in the NFL, how I want to win the NBA finals in the NBA. What's my main goal? Do I want to, so it's qualify for the champions league and then next season win it. That's the main goal. Um, not, so not necessarily. Cause like, you know, some teams are, yeah, it's like if, if you were in, if you were one of the top four last year, you'd be subsequently playing, you know, um, FA Cup games, Premier League games, and Champions League league games. Or if you didn't, get, if you weren't one of the top four, like Liverpool wasn't last year, um, you'd be playing instead of Champions League, you'd be playing Europa League, right? So those are your three. So basically, they're content contending for three major championships, right? At, okay. at any single time. So, um, 
I think domestically, I think Champions League, because it's international, it's like all of Europe. Um, that one means the most. That one is the biggest trophy. Um, but I think, you know, you could probably argue with like um, English fans would know. So obviously people in England would probably know a lot better than us. But um, I think they still really want to win a Premier League title. Uh, it's a little bit different than here because it's not it's based off of like their entire regular season. Right. So there isn't like a regular season, then a playoff, then the championship. It's like very different. Whoever has the most wins, the most points um, throughout the Premier League season wins that. Then there's the FA Cup, uh, like their domestic cup. And then so I think teams want to win all three if they can. It's very rare. Um, and I think the biggest, like, I think if you were, if you were to ask anybody, I think they would definitely want to win the the Champions League. But um, beyond that, there are other trophies that you're always going to be vying for. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like you said, there's those similarities that we have here in our leagues, and there, there's those differences, kind of like the point system and how they go about their trophies, champion, all that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But um kind of wrap up the episode uh like we mentioned there's a lot of legends in the uh, all the sports and i kind of just want to touch on a little story of one of our favorite legends and that's muhammad ali so i'll let you kind of take that away absolutely now i'm a huge 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 muhammad ali fan i love boxing um i follow boxing obviously i i, I follow now with with um uh, you know terrence crawford uh errol spence Dimitri Bavol, all those guys, like I'll, I'll, Tyson Fury, I follow it now. Um, I love the history of sports, and and obviously yeah. Muhammad Ali is kind of a unique figure. I think he's inarguably the biggest, most impactful, world famous athlete um, ever, and I think his impact goes beyond uh, his sport certainly, but but probably beyond all sports. Um, and, and so I had I I came across a, a cool story. Um, again, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it happened exactly this way. I don't know, but I I find this to be a really cool story. Exactly. So we all know um, Muhammad Ali refused to to uh, go to Vietnam when he was drafted during the Vietnam War um, because of his religion on on religious grounds. He said he wouldn't go, and for that. Basically, he was he was stripped of his world heavyweight uh, heavyweight championship, and he wasn't allowed to fight um, in in the U.S. for three years. Um, wow. Now, at some point during that three year period, I think a promoter from England wanted wanted Muhammad Ali to do a fight, and they they thought they could kind of circumvent the rules by having this fight in um, in England. I think in London. And so they had a meeting in, I think it was Manhattan. Um, they had like a lunch lunch meeting, and there was a disagreement about the payment. Um, yeah. So, right. So, so these promoters are kind of sitting with Ali, and uh, they're they're trying to kind of to shortchange Muhammad Ali. And Ali's like, "Hey, man, I'm Muhammad Ali, right? Like, you're gonna give oh me God. what I what I deserve, like." And so. These promoters, apparently, one of them said, you know, it's been like a year or two since you fought. I don't even know if you're like that big a deal anymore. People <laughs> probably forgot about you a little bit. And Muhammad Ali, they were sitting in this restaurant. 
probably halfway up a block in New York City, um, uh, a street in New York City. And Muhammad Ali says, all right, he's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, let's go outside this restaurant and let's walk to the end of the block. All right, let's walk to the next uh, um, street light. Let's walk, and, and if I don't stop traffic by the time we get there, all right, I'll do this fight for whatever you want to give me. And so they get out of the restaurant, they start walking, and by the time they get to the end of the street, all right, by the time they get to the 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 traffic signal, the police have to shut down the block. All right, they have to stop <laughs> traffic because people are crowding around Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's like doing magic tricks, crazy shit that he was famous for. So that was just like a cool story because like Muhammad Ali is like, he was so far beyond sports, man. He was like so, exactly. like he was obviously like um, an Olympic champion. He was a great speaker. Like, you know, he he was just like, he, yeah, like he was a great promoter of himself. He was a great promoter of fights. Um, you know, he he would do things like predict what round he's going to knock someone out in. He's a very handsome guy, charismatic guy. Um, and so people obviously gravitated towards him. Um, and so I thought like that was such a such yeah. dope story about like, you know how big he must have been at the time because he didn't like publicize hey on my Instagram Instagram I'm gonna be here no he just started walking outside on Walked the street out. and to start stop traffic it was a crazy story and what I like about that too and kind of like you said like we just love like the legendary stories and sports and like all the athletes have of like these moments these iconic moments that they had and. Um, that's cool that he wasn't like, oh, like, if a few people notice me, he's like, nah, like, he's shut like, down I'll the stop road. traffic, bro. <laughs> he's like, we're stopping the whole city block, <laughs> which is wild. In New York, too. And, you know, we've been, obviously, we, we've been in New York a lot. New York takes a lot for somebody to give a shit exactly. about who you are, right? Like, they're not they're <laughs> yeah. not stopping for everybody on uh, in New York City. Right. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of famous people that walk around New York City without being bothered. Yeah. Um, so it was crazy to hear. Again, I don't know if the story was embellished a little bit. Who cares? Yeah, of course. Honestly, yeah. probably wasn't. Okay, because like Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali. Um goat. but yeah, I thought that was like the he's the goat. He invented the term. <laughs> love him, love him. Float like a butterfly sting like a bee. Sting right? like yeah. a bee. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's a legend and Everybody who listens to this podcast is a legend, so we're going to leave it off there, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <music>